Welcome to the Internet Wasteland. Here's your host, Ari. Hello, and welcome to the Internet Wasteland. My name is Ari, and today I have a very special guest. He is a dear friend of mine. His name is Dan Webster, and he actually came to me and really, really, really wanted to do this topic. Dan, say hi. Hello. Hello, Dan. And uh, with us, as always, my lovely producer and showrunner, Patrick. Hello there. Hello there. So today we're going to talk about Terrence Andrew Davis, Terry Davis, the Terrester. The Terrester. Uh, he was known for developing a, uh, a operating system called uh, Temple OS. For those of you that don't know, for you, uh, for, for you boomers out there, uh, an operating system is Windows or what, what would you call the Mac one? iOS or like uh, Mac OS. Mac, Mac OS. OS. iOS is what's on your phone. iOS so is on your phone. Yeah, Android's Android. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, just a brief little uh, kind of excuse me <laughs> bio on uh, Terry. Uh, Terry uh, Terrence Andrew Davis was a American programmer who created and uh, designed the operating system Temple OS. Its development was a complex and unusual undertaking for one person. Uh, he also posted video blogs to social media, which, uh, woo, boy, we're going to get to those. And uh, by the time of his death, uh, he established a small cult following, which still apparently uh, goes on today, which we will soon hear about. Um, so he was born in Wisconsin. He moved to Washington, Michigan, California, and Arizona. He was uh, number seven out of eight children. And his dad was an engineer. As a child, he used an Apple II uh, at his elementary school, um, but in his teens, learned assembly language on the Commodore 64. So, what would ass what, what's assembly language? All right. So that's actually one of the things that I looked. Uh, I tried to figure out the easiest way to explain it is, you have a computer, and the computer has many parts in it, and the computer doesn't know how to run on its own. So, the computer itself has something called machine language. And assembler language is actually the code that runs and turns the instructions into something that the computer can execute that's called machine language. Oh. That's how the okay. computer knows how to do all of the stuff that it can do. That's the ones and zeros. Oh. So an assembly language is the one that makes the machine do things. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> So one of one of Terry's major claim to fames with Temple OS was the fact that he wrote its its full compiler, the complete compiler from scratch. And what the compiler is is the compiler is the thing that turns the programming, the ones that the actual human writes, and turns that into assembly language. Okay. So Terrence wrote or Terry wrote the super high level code that could turn it into the ones and zeros. And this is something that is like difficult for one guy uh, it's to do or writing a compiler on its own is probably you know, that's that's <laughs> something that takes entire teams of people years to do. And this guy did it and in, he did it himself. In like in like just a few years, eh? No, like it like it took him a while, but like He said he was working on it for a while, but I believe that he said that he wrote the compiler part in three weeks, which Jesus. is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> Jesus Christ, autistic. One, somebody, uh, some some reviewer likened it to building a skyscraper by yourself. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's the programming equivalent of that. It's crazy. 
You'd have to be, you'd have to be like some, he was a, he was a, he was a genius, this guy, clearly. He was, uh, in 1995, I, I, I'm not sure how much you want to get into his backstory now. Well, we're gonna, well, I'll, I'll, I'll move on with what I've got here, but, uh, he was, uh, he had a master's degree in electrical engineering from Arizona State in 94, worked several years for, uh, Ticketmaster as a programmer for VAX machines. Um, on the subject of his, uh, cert- certificate, uh, certifications, he wrote, um, every, so this is him, uh, everybody knows electrical is higher in the engineering pecking order than CS because it requires real math. I'm a rocket scientist, though not a very good one. That's kind of, that's kind of an early hint into this guy's personality. Yeah. I mean, the CS in there stands for computer science. So okay. he's, he's saying that the... Mechanical engineers? Electrical engineers. Electrical engineers, yes, yeah, sorry. That's are, what his degree was in, yeah. Yeah, are much more important to the world than the computer scientists, which is also ironic because he's an iconic computer scientist. Oh, that's really strange. So two years later, uh, he began uh, experiencing regular manic episodes and delusions centering around space aliens, government agents. So I guess so 96 was when the schizophrenia started to kind of mm-hmm. kick in. Not to spoil it, but if you guys got into the background, is there an a major inciting incident for his real like psychotic break? Was there something in his life that happened around then that sort of spurred it on, or was he just like going to work one day and then basically has a breakdown? So it's kind of it's kind of ambiguous. It's not it's not really clear when he sort of started going off the deep end. Um, in 1995, he was actually working himself to build a 3D printer in 95. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he built, he was building one in his apartment and accidentally sent his, (laughs) set his apartment on fire Yep, and ended up moving in with his parents after that. So I think there was a a deterioration there, but he actually, the, the major manic episode that landed him in the most amount of trouble was he was driving his car. Yeah. Uh, and he began believing that the radio was speaking directly to him in his car. That's w- very common among uh, schizophrenic people. Really? Yes. Is believing uh, that, and specifically radio as opposed to television, is that there are hidden messages and that you are being uh, spoken to directly through uh, the radio. So he he believed that the radio was talking to him and led him to drive south from Wisconsin, and he finally stopped in Arizona, which is quite so. <laughs> uh, so as when he stopped, he actually panicked and started dismantling his car. Um, so when a police officer drove past him in the middle of Arizona, dis- with as he was dismantling a car, which he has the credentials to do, um, that cop picked him up, put him in the car, and as they were driving... He dismantled the cop car. No, he panicked (laughs) and jumped out of the cop car. Talk and roll. (coughs) Yeah, just straight up jumped out of the cop car. Um, They take him to the hospital. In the hospital, he can hear hear the, the doctors talking about artifacts on his x-rays um 
And the artifacts that they were obviously talking about were like JPEG artifacts. Like they just didn't get a clear shot through the x-ray. And he heard like holy artifacts. He heard artifacts. Of... He thought they were alien artifacts. Oh, alien. He oh. thought that the doctors had impl- had found implanted alien artifacts in his body. Oh, fuck. So he panicked again, busted out of the hospital with a broken collarbone, uh, and ran got into a truck, hotwired it, and then took off in the truck. And when they finally got him, they took him to a mental hospital. Um, and then he said that for the rest of his life, every six months or so, he was in a, in a mental hospital. Wow. He very is, like, a fascinating, extraordinary individual. As sad as his story and his arc sort of is, like, he uh, he's an undeniably sort of compelling character. Oh, just wait. You're okay. So like Dan doesn't listen to, uh, Dan doesn't listen to your, uh, you know, the other podcasts that like, you know, he's new to this and, uh, but, uh, fuckonomics, man, like fuckonomics, Patrick's going to really love Terry in a little bit. I gotta say. Um, so, so we're gonna, we'll move on to the, what, what kind of made him famous, um, which was, uh, temple OS it started as Luthos. Um, I think I have a uh, video of Terry explaining Luthos. Uh, we're not going to listen to the whole thing, but we'll just uh, kind of skim through it, and uh, or at least just maybe the, just the watch the beginning part. And uh... this is Luthos, a 64-bit operating system for the IBM PC that's free and open source. So you can hear it's designed for so recreation. Pause it for a second. Just pause for one second. So Patrick, listen to his voice here. He is, this is probably the most lucid uh, yeah. captured footage of him. Like, and, his schizophrenia has not, like, like... It's not taken full hold yet. And, and another thing common, but not uh, more, like, superficially common amongst people with, like, a severe mental health problem is the very strained way in which he talks. Like, sort of like he, someone is crushing the air out of him. I forget Hello, which I'm one. going to be talking today about this thing, and we're going to be... Uh, like, yeah. he barely took in enough air. It's similar, I forget wh- which one, but one of the Kennedys was nuts and had a very similar... One of uh, <laughs> Well, I, one of them was perfect, known to have a very similar kind of uh, issue with their voice of just, like, sounding like they never really got enough air in. He sounded so Jewish there. <laughs> uh, graphics <laughs> library... And uh, it's all 64-bit, and it's all seamlessly integrated together. Anyway, it's predominantly command-line driven, um, but you have a menu that you can personal menu that you can put macros on. Uh, it's a document, and uh, if you like icons, you can do icons too. They're just macros that have pictures. Uh, we're going to click on this flight simulator. This is an eight-core flight simulator. Up here at the top, you can see the CPU loads. Uh, it's 640 by 480 by 16 color resolution because it's hard uh, doing it's hard doing full screen 60 frame graphics without acceleration. Uh, anyway, all right. So uh, the uh, command pause, line pause it here. In. Pause it here. So um, yeah. So basically, this. So when it first started, uh, I guess how would you explain? what its first incarnation was exactly like just like a so terry himself um terry himself explained it as he sort of wanted to recreate the commodore 64 that he grew up using um but putting it on sort of modern modern hardware modern architecture 
So he's saying himself that it's 64-bit, which is incredible even for 1995, um, around this, or sorry, I think it was 96, 97 by this point, but it's incredible for that point in time, but basically what he's redone is he's created a Commodore. Have you ever used a Commodore 64, Ari? Uh, maybe an emulator for one, but not, not Did you ever use one where I, when I was a kid, maybe. Like old DOS? Yeah, definitely. Do- yeah, so it's it's basically the machine itself is like an old DOS-type computer and the OS, but it's running all entirely on modern hardware. And it's, uh, as far as programming goes, it's it's actually lightning quick. Okay. Um, by all accounts, it was incredibly well-coded. And he threw a flight simulator on there, apparently. Y- yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we would call that a flight simulator in air quotes. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you, so, so I'm going to say this right now, oh, and I, I should have said this in the beginning of the episode, fuck, um, but, uh, we're eventually going to get into some territory, there's going to be language that is just very adult, so I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, you might get a little offended, but this is, this man was unwell, so I'm just going to say that right now, I wanted to say that in the beginning, uh, that being said, um, when did it? I don't know if you. I don't know if you read up on it, but uh, wh- when exactly? I couldn't figure out when exactly it became um, Temple OS uh, versus Luthos. Yeah, versus Luthos. Um. So, I believe it was. Um, I know that he published it in 2013. 2013 is when he said it's done. Um, it's over. Shortly before that, it was actually called Sparrow OS. Yeah. And before Sparrow was loose, though. So, uh, so uh, there's a documentary uh, on on YouTube that's about that's about this guy, which which I highly recommend. It's by F- uh, Frederick Knudsen. Down the rabbit hole, he's got a whole series, but he did one about uh, Terry Davis. Also, Mister Medicare's video on Terry Davis is excellent as well. So either either one of those, but uh, he did kind of briefly cover this whole thing of how he was very uh, active and really annoying on forums. He kept posting and posting and posting like links to the betas of his or the alphas or whatever the hell of his uh like the the early version. The early versions <laughs> of his uh OS and people started to block him and stuff. So I think that's why he changed the name cuz he would uh he would start, you know, people would start losing interest and lose those so we'd call it Sparrow OS. We would be like, "Oh, what is this?" and then realize it's still loose those yeah i think i think that's what brought on sparrow i mean as we both know uh something very different brought on temple but uh i think sparrow i don't know if you if you've got any of the of the readings of those posts that he had but he would actually explain something about the operating system and talk about the the os and then it would just the comment would completely devolve into random rants about God. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he'd so. Yeah, let me see if I can find. Hold on, let me see if I can find that. Hold on, uh, Terry. All right. Um, hold on. I mean, while you're looking that up. Yeah. Um. He was on the the hacker the hacker news forum the OS dev the OS dev uh, forums as well, 
I believe he was banned from the OS Dev forums during Luthos. Was never allowed back in. The hacker, the hacker forums. They sort of viewed him with this weird reverence. I guess people seemed to recognize his genius, but they were also quite annoyed by him, especially the the latter half of his messages, which were always this weird rants about God. Yeah, well, there were rants about God, and then uh, it slowly devolved uh, from there. So just really quick, brief, uh, I guess, description of Temple OS. This operating system, uh, he... If, which... It, God, it's so hard to explain. So basically, Lustos became Sparrow, which became something else, and then it became Temple OS... Uh, and he started to talk about how he was receiving the programming language and the coding from God himself. Yeah, he was uh, he was instructed by God to build Temple Temple OS, which is in that last clip that you just played. He said that it was six eighty by or six forty by four eighty and sixteen bit graphic because to do anything else in full screen requires graphic acceleration. He actually later, when he started doing or started going by Temple, said that the reason that it was on those specs is because that's exactly what God specified. God said you must program it to be 640 by 480 in 16 bit color. Um, <laughs> you know, God's a stickler for his uh, resolution. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, go on though. So, uh, so he actually. He wrote, there's a random number generator in the OS. Yeah. Um, a random number generator uses some sort of seed. Um, I believe he was using the National Space Institute, um, something from them, as the randomness seed. So it uses a randomness seed, um, and then it picks out, it picked out, he had it set up to pick out random phrases from the Bible and random words from the Bible and string them all together which he then interpreted that as him speaking directly to God. Yeah, so it was like these, like, just babble. It was just sentences. It was complete nonsense. Complete babble. Um, you've, you've seen uh, The Winter Soldier, right? The Captain America, The Winter Soldier movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So You're talking about the code book thing? That they yeah, used? the code book. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Was you, it's you exactly what it sounds like. It's just like... It'll be like 20 random words strung together, and then he would take that and he would interpret it as the word of God, um, which is how he found out that it needed to be 640 by 480 resolution. Um, and he would use that. Uh, he would do offerings to God where he would create songs and create comics that were like jokes about the Bible Biblical yeah. passages and shit and make um, hymns. Yeah, the hymns. He, uh, Patrick, I didn't download that, but look that up on YouTube. Uh Terry Davis hymns, um, which were Ari. I don't know if you read if you read that part, but the those hymns were actually just the random number generator hitting random notes. Yeah, like each number was a note, and it was just hitting random. Yeah, it was just picking a random. It was basically making a random song, and some of them were bangers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so he thought these were hymns from God. This is Tad Hymns number two. Number two. <laughs> Their names. <laughs> the second. I don't know about you guys, but I'm already feeling closer to God. 
Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't sound like anything, does it? It's just It doesn't noise. even sound random, like, or it certainly doesn't, like, you cannot sense the randomness to it because there's so few different sounds in it. It sounds honestly, like, pretty formulaic and repetitive. Sounds like a Nokia ringtone, basically. Yeah. Yeah, 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 very early That's a ringtone. Good... Is that how Nokia did it? Yeah. That's Is Nokia did... God? Nokia's God. Oh, my God. That's why the phone can't die. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so yeah, so he started developing Temple OS and he started sharing that. And I think that little extra aspect of, uh, holiness to it kind of started attracting a lot of people, but not for the, not for the right reasons. No, 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 never for the reason that you would want. Um, I think it was a combination of, of that little sprinkle of uh, that little sprinkle of Jesus and a little sprinkle of his own insanity that really created a storm of personality around. <laughs> yeah, so basically he started live streaming his, himself working on stuff. Yeah, he started live streaming his own code. And uh, he began using some... Uh, Particularly uh, colorful, colorful language. Yeah, and up to this point in the story, I mean, he's he's a pretty redeemable character. Like everything that we've said about him so far, you you kind of listen, you go like, this is a guy that was so smart, his brain broke. Yeah, right. He was, you know, you listen to the story and you think to yourself, I feel I feel bad for that guy because that guy had an insane amount of talent, and he just. He just didn't know how to f- funnel it, or um, he didn't know he didn't know where to put it. To <laughs> he didn't have an outlet for for this this talent, and it led him to build this program. So everything we've talked about up to this point, you kind of think about this, and you go, "This guy's a you know he could have he could have been a good guy." Yeah, you're like, "Oh, this guy is just like a you know." A misunderstood genius, and then uh, you listen to uh, what we're about to play, and it's it's awful. So there's the live stream highlights. I think there's a video with some uh, like a compilation. So uh, we're just gonna listen to this, and uh, ooh, this is fun. This is, uh, this is Terry Davis. But it's God's official temple. God designed it, and so nothing can stop it. I'm just giving you a heads up. You know, CIA, you might want to adapt to the new world order because you fucking missed the end of the Cold War and you fucking missed the return of God. God's going to fuck your shit up, nigger. There we go. Hey. 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 I honestly, that's not what I expected. (laughs) I thought he was, there was a certain other group he was going to go for first. Yeah, you think, you think, oh, he's going to go for the Jews. Nope, nope. No. He leaves us alone. <laughs> no, he uh, he did not go after your people. No, he did. He actually considered himself to be Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what he considered his religion to be Jewish. Uh, Jewish, and uh, in that in that clip, you can hear him talking about that this is God's temple. So he actually believed Temple Temple OS was uh, God's third temple. So after the Temple of Solomon, there's now Temple OS, which is God's most recent incarnation. Yeah, so he like legitimately believed God was in in that OS. He believed that God was in that OS and he held the rank of high priest who was tasked with maintaining the, the code of God's temple. 
Although he's like, he was fucking insane. So, you know, he didn't call himself like the grand priest. You know, he was like oh, he the, did. the high, the high, the grand high mozzarella or something weird like that. He's a fucking nutcase. The great, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't we, why don't we keep, uh, let's keep listening to Terry. The CIA missed the end of the Cold War and they missed the return of God. He's going to fuck your shit up. We have to entertain God. That's the purpose of the universe, is to entertain God. Amen, brother. If you're not entertaining God, you have no purpose. Except to take care of the people who entertain God. God likes soap operas. <laughs> okay, so... I love the little blips and shit. God loves soap operas. CIA... God loves so going well down. The CIA has been cluster fucking everything. Guessing. I wrote my fucking compiler. I can do these things. You can't because you're a nigger. You cannot write your compiler. The difference in a professional and an amateur operating system is writing a compiler. If you did not write a compiler, it's amateur. At Ticketmaster, we wrote you hear that, compiler. Gates? <laughs> The difference in a professional and amateur operating system, writing a compiler. Peasants. I've been a professional since... Is he, like, punching uh, his fucking keyboard? He types with the fury of God, Ari. Of course. Anyway. Just tapes Bibles to his hands and so, just fucking beats the keyboard. These motherfuckers... Trust me, you are not in my league. I wrote a fucking compiler. You call me God. Because you're... Not in my league. The blasphemy there. Hey, he's, he's fucking. He's, are you God or Don't is the OS the God? Pick one, Terry. So, oh well, making them all reinvent Linux and stuff. So I'm kind of weak. Okay, go to the hard disk and uh, advanced. Love, love this guy. IDE one one. Why did you put it on? There's IDE 0. There's IDE 0011. I'm not kidding. These motherfuckers play musical chairs with the fucking discs. They put the hard disk on. Okay, let's see that? 1011. They did this just to fuck with uh, operating systems. You pause it for a second? Um, they don't I love just how, like, he's getting so intensely angry about the most trivial shit. Like, it's just like... I'm gonna make a fucking sandwich. I'm gonna take this ham. Fucking CIA mayonnaise on this fucking bread and I'm gonna eat it. Like, he's so angry. He's, he's furious about everything. And I mean, the best part of that for me, listening to it as somebody who, who codes and knows what he's talking about is that I have no fucking idea what he's talking about. He's talking about IDE zero, IDE one. None of that makes any goddamn sense. I was like, gonna say it sounds almost like there's a still a vein of sane person in there because that's just like uh, the the lingo is over my head. But I'd like no, it doesn't make no, sense. No, the BLT drive went AWOL. Like it doesn't make any goddamn sense <laughs> at all. Playing musical chairs with the discs is not like 
a normal problem. No, no, has. that's not like that's not the lingo, right? Like that's. I also love how listening to his live stream highlights is like watching a horror movie with jump scares, except the jump scares are <laughs> fucking end bombs. Yeah, it's insane. You pick some pretty tame clips so far. Oh, this is just a this is just a compilation. We're gonna play the uh, we're gonna play the phone call after, but uh, let's uh, why don't we keep going? Let's keep going. <laughs> Love this guy. Um, they don't want the CIA doesn't want anybody from China or India making an operating system. Okay, now if let's to get the SATA ports. Um, it turns out that uh, the port interface is kind of uh, old-fashioned. They're not going to do that anymore. Um, but as soon as we kick the shit out of them with divine commandments, they are going to do shit like that. But anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway, so it's it, now think about this. Okay. What we really need uh -huh. is the. Well, here's what you need a king. You need a king to kick the shit out of the evil CIA. Okay. Here's the new world order. The. the okay, so, uh. Amen. So yeah. when I am king, I'm going to kick the shit He'll out be of king. the industry. Uh, yeah, he. See. <laughs> it's funny because. Of like how you think like oh well maybe there is a bit of like humility in his craziness because he's like oh there is some greater thing that I owe myself to it's like no he thinks of he's an egomaniac who wants to be a king that's got a grudge against the people like it seems very personal for him. You can't kick the shit out of an acronym, Terry. <laughs> you can't kick the shit out of an acronym. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna beat the crap out of the KFC. I'm gonna beat the crap out of it. Ugh. I mean, I could pound some KFC right now. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> and we are gonna. Here's the new world. The new world order. We make the hardware so that Temple OS is glorious and minimal. We make the hardware to make Temple OS glorious. That's what we do. That's the new world order. I went looking for it. How can I transfer Ubuntu from a stick to a new... So he's reading someone okay. asking him something. I swear it was like a 12-step process. And if it's 12 steps, I, I really don't think very many people are doing it. It's like birth control. Uh, if you make car seats and uh, if you make wait for children it. a big enough hassle, that causes birth control. And if you make a big enough hassle to install Linux. You can kill Linux by just making it 12 steps. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to command the industry to quit. Don't even think about tiny desktops. The, the virtue of a portable is smallness. The virtue of a desktop is powerful. You want powerful. You're, it's like you're, confu you're confusing what your strength and weakness is. The, the CIA is making the desktop think it wants to be small. No, you're, it's like a man who thinks he wants to be tiny. No, men should be big. <laughs> and a desktop should be big. It's powerful. And you got them all confused, gender confused. You got tiny desktops. What? Why are you making... Nobody gives a shit about a calculator-sized desktop. No, that doesn't really do anything. I got a fucking floor space. I got... I want a... I want a monster computer. 
I and swear they got he rid of the CD-ROM. Like they don't subjects. like that. They want yeah, everything I, in the I mean, cloud where it's under lock and key. Whoa. I mean, y- you could pause at every pause on that thing, and there was a whole thing to unpack. Yeah, you see, when you're compiling the compiler into the mainframe, you need to go and you put the lotion on your back because the sun will give you the UV rays and the cancer man from X-Files. Scully was really funny. Mulder, David Duchovny, Californication. There was a, a bit of it in there that was not completely out of this fucking world. He drifts in and out, right? Yeah, like, there is a actual vein of sanity of, like, so, no, I don't think they really were making desktops smaller and smaller, but, like, if that was happening, it would somewhat make sense to rail against it. Like, (laughs) he has, like, imagined a universe in which he has like very real solutions to problems that just don't exist in the real world but you have to wade through like the babble to like yes you have to give him a lot of like time let's not discount the wisdom in saying that the reason birth control was invented was because (laughs) car seats were annoying to use Yes. Right? Like oh, everything else about that? children. Yeah. If you I heard make that he ch- said birth control exists because kids were annoying. No, no, no. If you make having kids annoying yeah, and like a, a hassle, hassle, that makes birth control. Yeah. So yeah. what he's saying is people will have less kids if you make it. And then it's an analogy to like, I uh, supposedly, I wouldn't know, Lennox must have been very, uh, uh, a hassle to install at that time. So he's saying like, they're using birth control tactics to try and stop Lennox. <laughs> but I think he also doesn't like Lennox and thinks it's the bad guy simultaneously. I think so his beef with Lennox was that he he ran Linux on his on his machines. Um, even when he was working on Temple OS, he ran Temple OS on a virtual machine inside Linux. <laughs> which like, man, that's that's a that's a deep one to even go down in the beginning. But his beef with Linux was is that it was too complicated. It was too complicated for an average user. Um, now I've personally installed Linux hundreds of times. I actually tried for this podcast to install Temple OS myself on a I, on a virtual machine on a virtual machine, okay. and I am way too fucking stupid to do that. Like that, I I got really? like I got like five minutes into it, and I was like, "This is way too complicated for me." Really? Because because when I swear to God, there's a video of him showing how to install it, and he's like, "You just he's like, it's fucking simple, okay? You click this and this, and you click this, and look, all right, look, you click that, like in the most condescending tone, like you're a fucking moron if you can't follow this." Shit. Well, clearly I am the biggest moron. <laughs> but one of like his main beef with the CIA, uh, other than the fact that they were following him all the time, which he firmly believed, um, you know, as they do. Uh, he, yeah, of course. Be- he believed that the CIA was making hardware that was incompatible, was forcing forcing tech companies to make hardware that was incompatible with Temple OS. So the reason that Temple was so hard for me to install is that my computer had completely been taken over by the CIA. Of course. Yeah, and all the components of my computer are CIA approved, so they can't run Temple. Um, <laughs> but that... I, 
I, man, I tried. <laughs> I tried to get that thing installed, and there's no way it was you happening. You need to do it on, like, an old-ass fucking computer. I don't think computers th- exist that are old enough to do that. No way. You, you have to go back in time. Yeah. I mean... Jesus. The, I, I really wanted to get into Temple Lower. I wanted it. I wanted to get that OS installed so badly. That I wanted been, to make. I would have come over to fucking just mess around. I would have made my fucking offerings. I would have done my hymns and my comics to get my words <laughs> from God. I would have had so much insight for you. Yeah, you would have consulted <laughs> the Oracle. Yeah, but you know I'm not worthy. Yeah, there were so yeah. So Patrick, there's a there was a whole bunch of features on Temple OS. There was like uh, you could consult an Oracle. You could uh, listen to hymns. You could make offerings. Um, you could oh, there was like a ga- There was like a some sort of like a game with uh, like a- crossing the desert or feeding something, feeding the poor or something weird like that. There was like these really weird. It was weird. Anytime he'd show a game, anytime he showed a video where he was like doing a game. It didn't look like an actual game. It just looked like some animated sequence. Yeah, so it was, he had a game. The one that I remember most vividly was there was one where you had to, you had like an alien spaceship and he said it was like Space Invaders, but you had to kill the Jews, I think. What? No, uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you had to save the Jews and kill the Egyptians. You had to kill one group of people and save the others. You had to kill the purple ones and save the not purple ones. I believe. He also had a... Sorry. We're, we're obviously the purple ones. Yeah. The purple, the purple ones. Yeah, the purple. <laughs> the uh, purple ones. Oh, God. He also had... Um, did you see the elephant, Ari? Oh, my God. I was actually just... Patrick, the elephant. Um, basically, he created this, like, animated elephant. Um, Dan, why don't, you, why don't you explain the elephant to Patrick? Uh, he made an elephant to show off the graphics capability of this. I can see you pulled it up over there. Yeah, I can see it pulled up over there. That's to show off the graphics capabilities of it. And Terry was super proud of this elephant, which to people who are not looking at it right now. Okay, if there is audio on that video of him talking about it, just start it. Yeah. Like elephants and God likes elephants. Here's a uh, a realistic elephant. <laughs> it's done with interpolation with vectors. Okay, for those of you listening, just if you want to picture picture what the elephant looks like, like go to Google, look up Terry Davis elephant or Temple OS elephant. It fu- no, yeah, Terry Davis elephant, it, it autofills for you. It looks like a child's drawing. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it basically looks like a, ch- it looks like a child's, looks like, not even, not even like MS Paint, like it looks like a kid did it on kid pics. Yeah, the- as simple as it gets. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I have pissed patterns in the snow more complex than that Absolutely, elephant. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it- the best part is is there's one video where I believe it's like the second part of the video that you're watching, but if you pulled up the first one, I think it's too short. But they he says, and if this elephant isn't convincing enough for you, he hits a key and then the elephant turns 3D. Um, and I'll show you what the 3D elephant looks like. Ari, I've got it here on my phone. Sometimes it works. It's kind of uh, uh, limited. Anyway, uh, let's see if it does it. So, if you don't want to go for realism, 
You can go for better than realism. Here it is. What do you mean better than realism? How about an elephant with blue eyes? <laughs> so the better than real elephant, the difference between the better than real versus the real, the realistic elephant is that the better than real, first of all, blue eyes. Okay, That's so a major if component. the better elephant likes blue eyes, if he says the better elephant has blue eyes, I don't think he liked the Jews very much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, all right, let's not forget, shading on the other underbelly. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, it just looks like it's sort of juxtaposed a little more towards the viewer. So it's, like, facing forward a bit more. Like, it's not, there's nothing 3D to it. it like, <laughs> some of the lines are a bit more rounded, I guess. And yeah. <laughs> like, it's just another elephant drawing. Yeah, it's it's slightly more detailed than the first. Yeah, so basically there there and I got to say there are hours and there's hours and hours of footage of this guy online. There is a there is a YouTube channel that does archive his recently taken logs. down. No, I was looking at it. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's back. I was reading that I was reading it was taken down like two I weeks was ago. looking at shit the other day. Yesterday. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, I got to no, go find good. it. Um <laughs> but uh well let's just quickly we're going to we're going to quickly kind of go over the rest of it but i just one more clip there's this one clip when terry davis receives a phone call during a live stream so before we before we hit that i'm going to preface this with on the temple os website uh terry believed that it was his duty to receive feedback on the os so he listed his home phone number on there oh. and you can tell by ari sai and anybody who's ever listened to the podcast uh you you just don't put information about yourself out there, uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting in my oh. What? Hello. What about GCC? I can't understand you. What'd you say? Do I see the fun in GCC? Hell no, I, I'm, a, I'm a white man. I wrote my own fucking compiler. I'm not a nigger like Linus. I, I'm a professional. I started at Ticketmaster in 1990 and we wrote a compiler. The difference in a professional and amateur nick. The, the difference between an amateur and a professional is you write your own compiler, okay? I have a 20,000 line divine intellect op, uh, compiler that operates just in time and ahead of time. You seem to be in denial. Why don't you fucking download my two meg? You can download my two meg distribution that has all the source code on it and you can compile with my fucking compiler. You're a nigger. You're a fucking nigger. Fucking nigger. So, um. Yep. So, uh, clearly not a well man. Ha handled criticism fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was his duty to receive it, not to handle it, yeah. right? Yeah, God did not decree he take it all in stride. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, God was spiteful himself, right? You know, he's just, uh, just trying to do the right thing. So, um, this basically continued and, uh, but, but. And people were laughing and, and, and making fun and enjoying themselves. But there was some other shit kind of going on in the background. Uh, he was, uh, I think he was getting, uh, he, w he became homeless eventually. 
Well, it started it started at one point when he believed he was making videos for uh, Larry. I want to say Larry David, but that's not the guy. Larry Page, uh, the one of the founders of Google. Yes. Yeah, so he made over 120 hours worth of YouTube video for uh, Larry Page to explain Temple OS and what it was to try and get some Google money up in that bitch. Uh, <laughs> so that that piqued the internet, uh, the interest of the internet. And, you know, as most stories where they go bad is when 4chan gets involved. So 4chan got involved during that era, um, and that's when his sort of cult following started. When that started, and he had posted his home phone number on his website, that's when he started getting prank called all the time. He started getting emails from uh, people that claiming to be people that they were not, uh, and he it escalated to the point where he assaulted his parents, which are the people that he was living with at the time. Yeah, and let me just say, there is a video online of him, like, berating his parents and stuff. I, I just don't really feel like playing it, because it is a little sad, because his parents are old as fuck, and it's just him just being awful. It's him being awful for for a, th- a solid 30 seconds, like, of, of just screaming at his parents and calling them the N-word, and uh, just... It'd be one thing if he was just a dick, but he's crazy. Yeah. So it's more sad than it is, like... And violent. Well, yeah, because you know they're terrified. Exactly, yeah. Like, they're scared of this 40 or 50-year-old son of theirs who they can't understand. Yeah, and he's a big guy, right? Yeah, he was was tall, and he wasn't, like, he wasn't fat at all. Like, he was quite physically fit. Um, he's the type of person when you see that guy, you you'd be like, oh, that guy could probably, <laughs> probably guy that guy could probably throw down. Yeah, I can't find any stats. On but in that head. in that clip when he's arguing with his parents, it's like a light switch goes off, and all of a sudden he's going, oh, I just remembered that I love you. Oh yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's and it's sad it's, as shit. It it's 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 not fun. No. So moving on. <laughs> yeah, so so moving on. So uh, I think event. So eventually, he kind of let me uh, let me just get to. He was removed from his house. Yeah, so uh, he was removed from his house, and uh, he started doing all that weird vlogging and stuff like that. Um, and then he kind of disappeared for a little bit. Um, and then he started resurfacing because people, you know, the internet was still the internet never forgets. You can you can try to disappear, or you can disappear. And they'll still be like, hey, there'll still be a couple of people that are like, hey, what happened to this guy? Let's figure it out. Uh, so I have here, um, during, his, during his final months, mm-hmm. um, before his death, in, uh, he died in... Spoilers, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he died in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. So uh, he actually died last August. Um, and uh, during his final months, he struggled with periods of homelessness and incarceration. Uh, he stopped taking his meds. Um, he uh, fans tried to help him by uh, bringing him stuff, but he wouldn't. He uh, he refused. He, so he he took their uh, donations, but he refused their uh, offers of housing. Um, he lived with his sister for a little bit in Arizona, and then traveled to California, uh, stopping in uh, Portland, Oregon, in April. Um, <clears throat> Local cops were informed that he might be a threat uh, since he stated a willingness to kill if asked by God <laughs> in a vlog, most likely. 
Um, in June, Portland police informed officials in the nearby town, uh, in a nearby town, that they received word that Davis may be headed there, but there were no further complaints about him. Um, in his final video, recorded and uploaded hours before his death, he explained that he had removed most of his videos because he did not wish to litter the internet and that he had learned how to purify himself. At the very end, he states, It's good to be king. Wait, maybe. I think maybe I'm just a little bizarre little person who walks back and forth. Whatever, you know. Um, on the evening of August 11th, 2018, while walking alongside railroad tracks, uh, Davis was struck and killed by a Union Pacific train. Investigators could not determine if his death was a suicide or accidental. Um, and, uh, yeah, the police report stated that he was walking with his back towards the train and he turned around before the moment of impact. Oh. So, uh... You can get sick and die, at least. <laughs> but I could, I could see, Patrick, on your face, right, as Ari read that, that you had the same thought that I had, which is autopsy not revealing if it was... Uh, if it was suicide or an accident, that's right in the CIA sweet spot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it right. It would have only been more obvious if he had been thrown off a fucking building in the <laughs> 1950s. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like that that is bizarre and interesting detail that they. Uh, so obviously the conductor saw him turn his head around. Yeah, the conductor reading into it. And then crashed through the little glass window of the front of the train. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and so ends the long saga of Terry Davis. <laughs> exactly. So, the long and sad saga. Yeah, so... Yeah, so we talk. So there you go. We, I mean, we 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 covered him. Um, there In the was, end, he's one of the guys you feel a little more guilty for because besides, like, obviously screaming and yelling and threatening and menacing his parents, like, there is no real record of him doing anything actually like super violent, right? Like, he, he's, no, just yelling at people online. Yeah, a lot yeah, of threats. We all do that. A lot of talk. Certainly was like uh, his delusion and craziness brought out a little bit of uh, racism and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I was that. not a fan of the locks. Yes, but who knows how much that has to do with actual racism and just like his being his, insane, his psychotic awareness of that word being offensive and derogatory kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, he's one of those guys I end up feeling more bad for than anything, just because of like, he certainly was smart and barring him not having like a serious mental health problem, he probably would have been like pretty upstanding, normal contributing member of society. Like could have oh, like if programmed and written more code that would have been of more use to people. Well, but it's funny though cuz it's they also think about it, it's like if maybe like what if he you think about it if he wasn't insane would he have been that smart? Like was it the schizophrenia? Was God actually talking to him? I well, mean, yeah, because I think he has he he or was it some darker force? Yeah, no, cuz he racks up some good things before he has a real break. So I think, like, the intelligence, unless he was, like, throughout his childhood, it would be interesting to talk to his parents and see if, like, 
was he uh, unwell from an early age or was there something in his midlife that sort of caused it it was like was he progressively just sort of like oh he's very gifted and then wow he's extraordinarily gifted to like okay he's a genius or was it just like one day he came home like 10 times smarter than they thought he was the day before and then he gets progressively crazier as he gets abnormally smarter as well like very fascinating. He, uh, what's it called? If 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 he was actually, if there was a god that was actually talking to him, it was probably some like Lovecraftian elder god or something. Yeah, it did him no favors. It did, no, god there, was, no. there were dark forces. Uh, yeah, because it's just like, man, what a life to fucking live. Um, so. Like I said, Dan was really excited to talk about this, so he did like a little bit of research himself, and he had a couple of things he actually wanted to talk about, um, which we were going to save towards the end. So I don't know if you wanted to start with uh, some things about the documentary that that you watched about him, or you wanted to actually mention like a little fact about. Well, I mean, the conspiracies around his uh, death. There's a lot of conspiracies around his death. So first of all, when he when he died nobody online believed it um of course so there was a there's a facebook post which uh it was a facebook post by one of his family members that said that he had died on on his near the end of his journey and um <clears throat> near the end of his journey he had he had passed away uh which 4chan quote unquote thoroughly debunked uh, so they they found all the fake accounts that were used to make that uh, to make that Facebook post, and they couldn't find an autopsy report, and all of these things combined for them to thoroughly decree that that post is fake. So nobody believed it for months after his actual death. But finally, after fi- uh, hounding the police in that in that area, um, they they figured out that there was an actual autopsy report. There was an incident report. Um, and people began to believe that he was dead, except for the fact that he's still sighted often. So people, people are still seeing him around, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> crazy, man. Where is he being seen? And is yeah. he, he being seen by anyone who's not like in on the story? Like, is anyone ever going like, uh, I need to make a report uh, because I just bumped into some crazy guy on the road who said his name was Terry Davis. Or is it everyone who's seen him is like, do you know Terry Davis, the crazy programmer guy who everyone lied about being dead? Yeah, I, I, that part of it is unclear to me. Like, is are these people who are seeing him, do they know what Terry Davis looks like? Or are they just, they happen to pass a homeless man, uh, you know, complaining about the black people and the CIA and some vague referencing to like coding. Yeah, in the God's third temple, you know. Oh, it's Mother yeah, like Davis. How, how how is he actually being, you know, seen? And like, which one of these is being corroborated in like any kind of way? <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those. You know, people just don't want him to be dead. Like Elvis or Tupac kind of thing. I was yeah. just gonna say is he's he the Tupac his... of schizophrenic operating system program. Yeah, he's being uh, <laughs> probably seen by all the same people. Yeah. I mean, near the near the end of his de- uh, near the end of his life, um people were actually finding him because he was making he was uploading or he was sorry, recording vlog posts at public libraries because those were the only computers he had access to, and then people would reverse engineer what library he was at, which is how they were tracking where this guy was going. 
so that they could visit him and give him things. It's a weird fucking story, man. I'm just, picture, I'm just picturing Terry just like recording some vlog in some library and he starts yelling at the top of his lungs and this sweet old library just shushes him and he just calls her the N-word. She's <laughs> fucking yeah, like the the last couple of months of his life must have been bizarre of just like going into the libraries to make fucking videos for Google executives to think that they're going to all of a sudden fund his thing. And then like, is he getting more depressed as this goes along? Like, is he building up to a point where he kills himself or is he just getting crazier and crazier? So that he's getting to the point where he is less able to protect himself from the world around him. Whereas he's like, is he building up like, this is not fun for me anymore and at some point I want to end my life? Or is he losing it so much that like, he could have walked in front of a bus or gotten tripped and fell into like a cage at a zoo? Well, that's exactly it. It's like, what the hell was he doing on train tracks? Well, that's the thing, right? Like when you, when you... From everything that I watched and listening to him, I never, he never seemed suicidal. Yeah. Never got never. that impression. Never. Yeah. And uh, he never seemed suicidal. I mean, I don't think the CIA killed him. Um, and I do think that it is suspicious in terms of like the, the suicide or not angle that he deleted all of his videos before he died. Um, the reason he did that, Ari, by the way, is that he his random number generator one time when he asked when he asked God what the eleventh commandment would have been, God said, "Don't litter," which is so he believed that the actual official eleventh commandment was "Don't litter," which is why he wanted to delete all to delete he all. Thought of it was littering because it was all babble. Yeah, right? littering the internet. Jesus. So fuck. It, was that like an, a moment of self awareness of like I should clean up a lot of this gibberish, or is that like a, another psychotic break where he's going like, oh no no I have thirteen hundred like pieces of thing that are going to be occupying space that is needed by other people. Well, the f- the fucking crazy part about it is is that when you look at it. I mean, it's all crazy, but when you look at it, you think to yourself, like, okay, so he had this moment of clarity where he realized that everything he was doing was bullshit, right? And he decided to delete it. Yeah. But the impulse to delete it came from that crazy bullshit, came from this idea that the 11th commandment was don't litter. That's what I mean is, like, is it self-awareness or is it just, like, that's, like, so the self-awareness would, again, like, that would also lead to the suicide thing of, like, suddenly going, like, ooh, that's, like, 30 or 40 years of just wasted, like, I've been <laughs> babbling like a lunatic for 40 years and upsetting my the people I love and I just don't want to live anymore. Or, like, the psychotic break of just, like, the I'm being told, like, even in his own kind of egomaniac world of, like, where he needs to make the videos, now God's telling him, like, no, you don't mm-hmm. get rid of those things. Like, so bizarre. Well, one of the other things that he believed, and I, I don't know how much you want to get into this, Ari, but oh, he, he believed that he was married at one point. Um, and near the end of his his videos, he be, was becoming more and more aware of the fact that he wasn't. And I think Jesus fucking. Like, he he was, like, gaining self-awareness as his sanity was slipping further. 
Um, and I think he was beginning to understand that what his like his his crusade, his life's work was not what he thought it was, which may have led to the suicide. But to get into the marriage thing, he during his his Google streams uh, for Larry Page, he would often sort of alt tab over and look at uh, this other Internet personalities website um, and people watching his live stream that were having fun with him uh, figured out that he was quite infatuated with this with this girl and then started sort of remotely catfishing him with uh, <laughs> with messages from her uh, and he believed that he was actually working with her then when he became homeless he believed that they they had been married um, and you can see him in his videos some of the time saying like, oh, I don't know where she is. I don't know why she's not here with me, which is like like just lucidity a, almost like being like, where's my wife? You know? Yeah, like, it's did like I have a wife. This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. It's uh, I mean, a lot of the videos that he was making was him masturbating to pornography to pleasure his wife for her pleasure. <laughs> Jesus. And on that note, um, no, but, uh, like, again, I, I said this in the beginning, there really is, like, a lot to cover with this guy. He really is a fascinating fucking individual. Um, I recommend just looking up the archives of his videos. There's, there's tons of people online just preserving his memory. Um, I also recommend looking up, uh, either Mr. Medicker's, um, Terry Davis video or the, uh, Frederick, I think it's Frederick Knudsen or Knudsen is the channel on YouTube, uh, down the rabbit hole temple OS. If you want to get a little, uh, documentary about that, um, just like kind of learn about it. Um, Dan, thank you for coming, buddy. That was Thanks a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. That was it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, you are. Uh, we've had good luck so far with expert guests. The doctor and you have just like both interested in the subject stuff that Ari puts forward to them, and then like you went so over and above of like being like genuinely interested in the actual guy, and then having more information than either of the two of us. So yeah. That's a, this is another great one. I learned a lot. Yeah, man. Because I literally only, he had mentioned it to me. I watched the Down the Rabbit Hole video and was like, oh, this is very, like, I find crazy people interesting. Oh, yeah. And I also think there's way less nebula, just nonsense to craziness. Like, you can really, including with this guy, like, follow some kind of, like, story to it. Like, it's not things are not happening in this guy's life for no reason at all so i just like you got brought a lot of insight to that very fun you could say it's uh god's will exactly god's plan god's plan um all right everybody thank you for listening and uh till next time